you're just going through the motions of life, but not fully living, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. It wasn't that long ago that we felt the exact same way. So now we're sharing what worked for us with you. We're so glad you found us. We'll bring you real life stories and tools that have helped us live more positive, intentional, and enlightened lives. Let us help you navigate your journey from where you are now to where you want to be. Pack your bags and let's go. Okay, so welcome to another episode of Finding Your Way with Tanya and Lori. So listen, we are super excited to have you back if you've listened to us before. And then if not, um, welcome. We know absolutely without a doubt that you have found us for a reason. And we hope that you believe that too, and that you get something from today's episode. Yeah, and we had such a fun time um, interviewing our mentor, Kate Butler. If you haven't listened to that episode, you got to go listen to it. So um, one of the things that came up in our conversation with Kate was really about future visioning. And um, so we thought we might talk through that a little bit today and tell y'all our experience with learning about this tool and how we started and how we've sort of um, adapted it as we have put it into practice and how we use it today. So for, for those of you guys who don't know what future visioning is, we didn't either. Um, and really and truly, it all boils down to dreaming, right? It, it all boils down to what you'd like to truly see a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Um, and it's being able to see that and to dream and to dream big um, and it doesn't happen overnight like we've told you guys with everything else we've done and we've tried um, it's not it wasn't comfortable for us mm -hmm. in the beginning um, and we were only able to dream in very small bites and pieces now that's changed a great deal for us so um, we were introduced at, at our retreat by Kate um, kind of for the first time about future visioning and and I, I know Lori will say the same thing it was not very comfortable in the beginning <laughs> well you know just becoming aware of something like this so when we did that inventory and we had to rate each area of our life and Tanya and I you know harsh reality you know you had to look yourself in the in the mirror and go oh things aren't going so great <laughs> and like really sit with that a bit but then that that second question coming of what would make it better what would it look like if it were if you were blowing it out of the park in your health and you were doing the best you could do in finances and your relationships and your joy and so that's really how the seed was planted it was like okay to be able to get better you have to sort of understand what that looks like for you and it's different for everybody so you have to almost go in internally for yourself to, number one, be aware because we weren't um, when we did our inventory. But then once you're aware, now what can we do to change that? What can we do to improve it? And so you have to start dreaming a little bit about, well, what would that look like if, you know, what would a perfect day look like? What would, what would my life on a daily basis look like if I allowed myself and gave myself permission to really get clear on what I do want? 
Yeah, so the hardest question is when we rated ourselves and, and I realized that my personal joy was a two or three, that my work at the time was a five or six, um, that my relationship, um, especially my, my, my partner relationship with my husband was a one or a two. Like when we got there, the question next was, what would it look like if it was a 10? Poof, like crazy to me because I had no idea. And I really, I struggled with answering that question. What would it look like? Because I was such in a negative space that I could not even put that verbalize what a 10 would look like to me. And so, you know, the 10 then when I said, okay, here's what a 10 looked like. So we had to do the exercise. So I had to come up with something. Um, and that, that 10 then and what a 10 looks like now are also very different. Um, and so it really was a progression of being able to start slowly dreaming and believing that those dreams could come true and, and visualizing that and talking that way. Um, and so it started off again, baby steps and, and picking an area and visualizing like what would the perfect, like Lori said, what would the perfect day look like? What would the perfect day at your job look like? What would the perfect relationship with your spouse or partner look like? What would be the perfect relationship with your best friend or your tribe or your child? Um, what what would money relationship look like? Um, finances. So it's really about putting into play the visualization um, and visualizing what that future would look like if it was all good. Yeah, and the safe place to do that initially was just writing it in our journal that nobody else would see, right? <laughs> and so that was hard enough, just getting thoughts on paper and like really thinking through each area of your life and um, thinking through well, what would make this area better, but then turning that into a perfect day and then turning that into what if, if I could have all of this in the next three to five years, what would my life look like? What would my daily life look like? And so for us, um, the initial baby step of getting there was to write it out where we were safe because only we were seeing what we were writing and, and that kind of thing. But then Kate pushed us and she made us, oh my gosh, I, like I resisted it so hard. Um, she put us in groups of people that were other women that had you know, gone through the program with us and we had to do a sharing verbally of what our life five years from now, as if we were five years in the future. And I will tell you, it, I was so uncomfortable. I felt like my skin, I didn't feel good in my skin. I was like, oh, do we really have to do that? Can't we just pretend to do it and not tell her that we didn't do it? And they were like, no, like my partners were like, no, Lori, we've got to do this. We've committed. We got to do it. And I was like, are y'all sure? Like I was resisting so hard on this. And I feel the same way. And, and so the exercise was we did, we did a little bit of it at the retreat, but then it was like our homework assignment is she assigned us two to three other people and we all came up with a time and we did it once a week. Everybody got, I think, five minutes, five to seven minutes. We got on the phone on a, a group call with our little pod and we introduced ourselves and we told the year and it was five years from from the date and so and then we talked about um we had five minutes not interrupted to tell everybody about our lives like what was going on what we were up to what our what our relationships were how excited we were about this or that what we've made or created or we're doing 
and it was all future stuff and it was all dreams and goals like it was true and like it had happened and I remember like every time it was my turn my heart would sink and I'm like oh my god this is so silly and so ridiculous and I, I what if my dreams are, are too big or what they laugh or what if and it was ridiculous of how stressed out I got about having to verbalize my vision for my my life um but I will say that we did it because we had committed to it um and it as uncomfortable as it was it started becoming fun and listening to the other women was awesome like I'm like oh I want that too oh my god you think that can happen I think that can happen and so it really listening to them dream really was helpful for me too because it made me realize that wow we want some of the same things or her dreams are way bigger than mine. What am I missing out on? Um, it was a huge step in, in our in our journey. That's that's when you were talking, you were saying you being almost scared to, to share because you thought maybe they would think your dreams were too big. Mine was the opposite. I thought they were going to judge me because my dreams were not big enough. Because at the time, you know, my I, I was I was not feeling um, like my life was anywhere near where I needed it to be. And so to dream big for me at that time was really little things in the grand scheme of things. So it was, it was, you know, having more times that I laughed a day. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like um, being able to, to wake up in the morning and be excited about the day, you know, things like that, that, um, you know, were big hurdles for me, but, you know, I almost felt like they didn't, they didn't judge me, but I felt like they were going to judge me because I was showing up with such a small dream of what could be in five years, but you're exactly right. What the exercise forced you to do is like, well, I had one of the girls in my partner um, little pod thing that she was so good at it. Like she would get into character and she would start talking about her, you know, her as if she was in five years in the future. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. Like you're so natural at it. And it would get me excited and get me to open up just a little bit more to see what other possibilities may be. So even though I was uncomfortable and maybe still playing small and thinking small, what it forced me to do was um, just be open to even a little bit bigger possibility than maybe I was able to at that time. And I'll say, you know, I think when you start this, um, you got to believe. I mean, mm -hmm. there has to be a belief that what you're saying can happen. And so that's what I said when we started, you know, some of mine were smaller. But then as I started realizing and they started to come and they did, it, you know, it's kind of like Kate talked about, like you, you set the train in motion. This is what you want. Um, and then, and then you feed into it. So I feel like we had said, okay, this is what a, this is what a 10 would look like. And then as we pretended that we were living that 10 in whatever area it was, we were feeding into that train and it was going faster and faster. And I was seeing things start to happen and shift. And I thought, wait a minute, now I want this. And then it was, oh, I've got that. Now I want this. Um, and I think a key to that was feeling, mm -hmm. feeling that it was possible, feeling that I could make it happen. Um, you know, feeling the energy and the excitement of what if, what if it could be real? Um, and then also letting go of the how. Yeah. Um, that was key because I'm a control freak. So I, I wanted to give stipulations. So I wanted 
my work to be X, Y, Z with this company. And, 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 but in the end, what did I really want? So I had to start visualizing differently and stop worrying about where the money was coming from, where the success in my career was coming from. I didn't get to dictate that. I knew I needed $50,000 more a year. I knew I needed that feeling of helping others and being successful. I just had to stop dictating where that came from and allow the universe to give it to me in the way it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I'd say another key to it was just the consistency of doing it and showing up because um, it was uncomfortable in the very beginning. And as anything new is, like when you're trying something new, sometimes it can be uncomfortable. And so it was just consistently showing up you know, speaking your your dreams out loud, speaking what you're trying to call into your life out loud. Um, I continue to write it. I still do that to this day of, you know, really writing down where I'm headed and, and what it's going to feel like and as if it's already in my presence. And so um, it, it's just, you have to get over the uncomfortableness a little bit for it to have an impact. And I almost feel like it is, everybody is very familiar with vision boards, you know, that's mainstream now. But it's almost like just speaking your visual vision board into life. So it's actually um, speaking to someone as if everything on your vision board has come true already. Well, we talk about goals and we'll talk in another episode about goal setting, Um, but this is kind of that just in a a bigger, broader way. And when you think about goals, one of the main things is you speak it out loud. When you speak it to somebody Mm -hmm. else, you're more likely to take the step. It's the same thing when you speak it out loud. So find a partner. I mean, Lori and I to this day still do that. Um, And we do it in a lot of ways. And sometimes we'll find ourselves like just speaking about right now and, and what's not working or what. Um, maybe what we really would like to be better. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's do this. And and we'll do a couple of rounds of pretending. Pretending Mm -hmm. it is everything we want it to be, whatever the the conversation revolves around. And then we see a shift and we see the shift because we feel the shift. We start getting excited again. We start feeling good again. We're raising that vibration and that energy. We're putting out to the universe what we do want. Um, and believing that it can happen, and then it starts flowing. Um, and then if you're if you're a member of our Facebook group, the Positive Vibe Tribe, I mean, Lori, you can tell the story about about that and how visioning got us there. Yeah. So part of what you were just talking about too is that um, it holds you accountable to speak it out loud to others, but it also creates some kind of momentum. So like um, the train scenario that Kate was talking about, it almost like pumps the gas on the train by speaking it out loud it it brings it to life a little bit more and so Tanya and I did that with our Facebook group which is called the Positive Vibe Tribe if you're not a member what you're waiting for because you know you want to be Um, but anyway we were doing some intention setting around that and um, gosh it's been a while ago we were only like 4,000 members and we're like you know we want to have more impact we want We want our Positive Vibe Tribe to have even more people that are seeing more positive things on a daily basis. And so we set a goal. I think this was in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And we were at 4,000. We said, okay, 
10,000 that we're going, we're going more than double this group of members. We didn't know how it was going to happen. We just started talking as if it did. And oh my gosh, you know, 10,000 members are actually getting positive little nuggets on their newsfeed every day. It's actually uplifting others. And, you know, they're then that they're in a positive vibe. And so therefore all the people that they come into contact during their day are going to feel that. Like we really visualized what that trickle down effect could be if we got to 10,000. And I'm going to tell you, we're almost at 20,000 now. And we didn't really do anything. It wasn't effort. It was a dream and we visualized it and we felt the feelings and we believed it was possible. And we've actually doubled our dream number. And it was, we doubled it in, in, we had two different things that happened that was out of the blue that we could not have dreamed of. Like we could not have said, okay, we want it to happen this way. Right. Uh, what we said was, oh my gosh, like how many people could we influence and, and be a positive light for and all the people in our group, you know, positive light for each other if we had 10 instead of four. Yeah. And then we hit 10 really quickly after that. Um, we, we, were, we were at the beach together and sitting down and talking, you know, through some things. And, and then all of a sudden, something else, we, we kept talking about it. Okay. And as soon as we hit 10, I looked at Lori and I was like, all right, we want 20. And so we talked about like, oh my gosh, what would 20 be? Um, and then it was not but a month or two after that conversation, after that, that future visioning, that we're almost at 20, two months later. And we were like, oh, okay. And again, it goes back to do the work. It's fun. It's baby steps. It's little, but it will come. Um, and so honestly, as silly as sometimes it is, it's dreaming. And think about your children. When you have children, you, they daydream and they they pretend and they do all these things and sometimes we find ourselves wanting to give them a reality check when what we should be doing is really and truly pushing into that yes you can do anything yes you can and and because I was reality checked so often in my life um as a child as an adult it's harder for us to dream and to have fun with it and that really and truly um is what this is yeah, and I'd say when our journey began, we were reality checking ourselves all the time. How was that working out for us? Hmm, not so great. <laughs> it was not working out so great. So what's the alternative? The alternative is to dream up a new story and to dream up a new reality and believe that it's possible because we are testament that it is. It is possible to you know, set your sights on something better. And, and each of us can define what that looks like. And each of us can define for ourselves what that means to us. It doesn't always have to be a lot more money and a lot more things. It, it, very rarely those things, you know, it, it's about the feeling and the, um, you know, being more in a place of service and love of yourself and of others. And so what get, what would get you there? And what would that life look like if you were living that and so that's really all that future visioning is it's just giving yourself permission to think past the current reality to um what you want in the future and then there's just magic behind actually talking through that as if you're already living it with someone and so we encourage you to at least try it um like we all the tools that we share 
some might work, some might not. And so you have to try for yourself and see what works for you. And right outside of your comfort zone is where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. um, and we are a testament to that because we weren't used to getting out of our comfort zone. But when we did, we saw huge shifts and huge improvements in our daily living um, pretty quickly. So it's simple. It really is. It takes five minutes, you know, and, and, and maybe you're not in the beginning, like Lori said, we did journaling, right? Because we weren't mm -hmm. comfortable speaking it out loud. And then I spoke it out loud to myself. Um, and then luckily we had each other and the pie to do it. So find a friend eventually that you can speak it out loud to, but starting by writing it and saying it out loud to yourself and, and visualizing it in your head and watching that that relationship evolve, that day evolve. Um, just take the baby steps. We promise it's gonna be uncomfortable, but that's when the magic starts. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you hadn't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. You can reach us at HigherNavigation.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R Navigation.com. Thanks for listening.